Welcome to Unapologetically Abundant Podcast. I'm your host, Petya Kolibová, that love coach who helps corporate women who have been pushed down and back due to traumatic relationship or childhood trauma in their past, which has caused them to see themselves not in a bright light that makes them people please and not show up the way they know they are capable of showing up. My mission is to help women who are on the path to heal from their past wounds, move through their limiting beliefs and internal blocks so they can guide other women through online coaching, which is that deep down what they are feeling they really want to do instead of sitting in their corporate job. Each week I will be offering an interview or an idea that will support you to leave behind what isn't serving you anymore and create a life filled with freedom, abundance, and purpose. No more hiding, no more waiting. The time to take care of yourself, to uplevel your life is now. Hello, hello, beautiful soul. Welcome to another episode of Unapologetically Unapologetically Abundant Podcast. I got like stuck in my own mouth. <laughs> so you, you know where you are. You know why you tune in. You know it's always fun. And today, not only it's going to be fun, today it's going to be magical. And I personally am so excited for today's guest, Sam, because not only I've been stalking her work on Instagram, <laughs> ladies, you know that I'm on my backyard tanning and stalking people and seeing who I want to bring on here for you. But Sam, it's magical. And I just absolutely the love her self-expression and how she's showing up in the world and she's really reminding us of how to be unapologetic about who we are and our beliefs so Sam thank you so much for creating the time today and and being here thank you so much for having me I'm really excited to to chat a little Absolutely. And right before we started recording, I asked you anywhere you can go in the world and you wanted to go to California, which is so close to me because I'm in Las Vegas right now. So even though I cannot pack you in a suitcase and send you there right now, I can take you there, you know, for just a moment. So if you're open to it right now, it's the moment when you can make the weird face. Okay. okay. <laughs> right now it's the moment for it. Okay. But I would love to invite you just for a moment to close your eyes and to take a deep breath and to relax. And as you're relaxing, you can see yourself walking in California on a beach promenade. You're holding a drink in your hand, whatever it is, if it's a coffee, if it's a juice, whatever you want, you're holding it in your hand, you're walking and you're looking towards the beautiful ocean and you're feeling a breeze in your hair and you're feeling so relaxed and you're feeling so, so good. It was such a beautiful day and the sun, it's just setting down and you're feeling the warmth on your face. And as you're walking, you're just walking towards the beach and you sit there right at the beginning, far away from the ocean, but still seeing the ocean waves. And as you're sitting there on the beach, sipping your drink, there's a couple walking by and they come to you and they say, you look so serene and so peaceful who are you 
What is the one thing you want this couple to know about you? Not what do you do, but who you really are. I would say I am a mom and a witch. Hmm. That's so beautiful. And that's what I'm really talking about, like really owning your truth and really owning who you are, no matter what other people can think, no matter what other people can say, this is who I am and I'm embracing it. And I wonder what was your journey like to be really standing so strongly in your power in this is who I am and I'm owning it because not many of us are you know, I, want, I don't want to say we're not born like this. We are. When we're little kids, we don't give a damn about what other people yeah. think. And then we grow up, we start adulting, we think we're cool, but we're just, you know, like trying to pretend. So when did you step in this? When did you step into this is who I am and I know it? Well, it's a bit of a journey, so buckle up. <laughs> um, it actually... It kind of all started when I was in college. I was 21. I was with my boyfriend, who's now my husband at the time. Um, and I got pregnant unplanned. And it was really, I mean, hard, unexpected. And then I lost the pregnancy in a really traumatic way, also hard and unexpected. And so that really started this whole journey of me being very at odds with myself, hating my body, hating everything about like the feminine nature of myself because I felt like it had failed me. Mm. So I turned to emotional eating. I gained a lot of weight. I gained 60 or 70 pounds in like a year. And then I flipped the other way. I started punishing my body through exercise. I lost the weight really quickly. I got super involved in the fitness world. Um, I did like a fitness competition. And then after that, I had trouble going back to like normal life after being on a diet for so long. So I became bulimic because I like couldn't handle eating food anymore. Yeah. So, (laughs) and in the middle of all this, I was engaged and married. And then we had started the process of moving to Canada. My husband is Canadian and I'm American. So while I was starting to recover from bulimia, we moved to Canada. And that was a really great thing for me because it took me totally out of my element, put me somewhere new. And I was like, okay, I have this opportunity to really start over. So I started recovering there, but then I became depressed because I was away from my friends and my family. Um, I didn't have my visa yet, my permanent residency. So I couldn't work. I couldn't go to school. I was just at home all day, trying not to be bulimic, (laughs) missing my friends and my family. And I was like, man, I really, I just need something. And I just started Googling like moon circle because I had been involved in spirituality growing up. My mom would take me to Wiccan shops when I was younger. And that side of myself was something that I really lost touch of, touch with from losing the pregnancy, gaining weight, losing weight, all that. It was just like every, every part about like who I was got put on the back burner to deal with that trauma. So um, I found this new moon circle and I had no idea who these women were and it was in the basement of this girl's house, but it was so incredibly amazing and so healing being with women holding space for me and holding space for them and connecting to astrology. And I remember the leader, Krista, she was talking about, you know, the moon and all that and everything she was saying, it was just like totally clicking. I was like, 
this is a map to like show me how I'm feeling and help me navigate what's going on in my life. And so we did a meditation and then they came around through the circle and everybody kind of shared what they were feeling. And when it came time for me to share, I couldn't even speak because I was just <laughs> sobbing so much because it was like this light bulb moment where like every single thing made sense. So I remember coming home from the moon circle and my, my husband was like kind of annoyed with me because he's like, I've been trying to help you for years and you just go talk to these women and all of a sudden you're better and everything makes sense. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> so after that, I really started getting into spirituality again. And I was like, I have to share this with women. And I had a decent sized platform from my Instagram account from growing it as like a weight loss and a fitness account. And then it kind of segued into spirituality. And that is when it really took off. And just from going through all this stuff I went through, like losing this unplanned pregnancy, gaining weight, being bulimic, all this, I was just, can we cuss on your podcast? Is that okay? <laughs> I was just like, fuck it. Like I am going to be who I am. And like, this, this is who I am. I'm not sorry about it. I've been through too much to try to be anyone else or live anyone else's life. So that's kind of the long story of how I got to where I am now. Thank you so much for sharing that, you know, and it's, it feels like so entangled, right? The, the life, but I know that in so many of the parts that you just shared, many women will be able to recognize themselves, you know, on your journey. And that's why I think it's so important to be sharing. How did we get where we are? Because very often, like, for example, if complete stranger comes to your Instagram and they will look at your work, they're like, oh, must be really nice to have such a big platform and to have so many loving followers and have it all together and you know who you are and what you're doing they don't know all the backstory yeah. they don't know how long it took you and how much pain and suffering it included until you got where you really are today so that's why i feel it's so important not only share our highlights and how amazing our life is but listen this is how i got here and i yeah. feel you i i've been struggling not now but in the past with bulimia for 18 years, I completely lost myself and I didn't know who I am. What do I want? People pleasing, you know, depression, anxiety, attempt of suicide. Like we go through so much. And when you think about it, a lot of it, it's like self-induced pain, right? Yeah. That we create for ourselves. And it's so beautiful and powerful when we can find our way through it, you know, because you could stay in that cycle of hating your body, hating your feminine, um, emotionally eating and really feeling like it's out of control, right? And feeling depressed, but you chose differently. It's like our soul will never stop taking us there. Like, come with me, come with me, right? Like you have these little pieces along your journey. Like even your mom taking you to these witch stores, right? It's so cool. I love that. And when I think about it, like my grandma, she was always like, uh, we're not Catholic or anything, but she was always like reading about angels, you know, and yeah. um, reading about like this, um, like uh, things that were like spiritual, like people like healing and things like that. So I was exposed to like the weird boo-boo stuff, but then you got to grow up, you know, and it's so beautiful when we can create the whole circle, you know? So I, I, I love your story, you know, even when there is so much pain going there, I feel like it really made you so strong and also, um, very, very approachable in the best way possible because women can now relate to you. It's not like, hey, I woke up like a witch and my life, it's cool, <laughs> right? 
But can you please share a little bit about why witch? What does it mean to you? To me, it's very much about owning the dark and the light because witchcraft is about nature, honoring nature, the balance in nature. And when I started getting back into my spiritual journey again, I identified more with like the goddess archetype, very much love and light. And that's what I needed at, at that time. I really needed just only positivity. And as I started growing a little bit more, I'm like, okay, well, if I really want to actually work through these traumas and move behind them, I need to recognize them and work with that power. And that's when witch started feeling a little bit just like better and authentic to me because it's owning both of those sides of the story. Um, and then it's about your own power, using the power that you have to work with and manipulate energy with intent. And, you know, the power of energy and manifestation is like so powerful. And since I've been tapping into that, my life has totally changed and it's been just a really great journey. And I find that so many other women are really awakening to their own inner, which as well with all of the chaos that's been going on in the world. And even in the last few years before this, it's like, there's power there and you don't know how to access it or like how to put it in a way that makes sense. And for a lot of women owning that title of witch makes sense. And then it gives you a framework to work within to figure out how to use your power, how to use your energy in like a direct and clear way. Mm, I absolutely love it. it. It's so fascinating because I remember when I said it a first time just as a joke to my ex-boyfriend, you know, I'm just a Czech witch, you know, because so many of the things like I had a dreams and then it happened and, you know, like, like you're talking about like really manipulating the energy in a way that you are creating with your own energy and manifesting, right? And he like gave me a face like, what the heck, right? And, but now when I say it to my love now that that's, you know, my, um, my boyfriend that I have now, it's so different. It's like, he's honoring the power in me. And like you said, the goddess, it's very soft, loving light and the legacy, right? For the people. And even if it comes like there were goddesses who were like goddess of war, right? It's still very light energy. And when I say I'm a witch, I feel like the one with the nature. I feel, you know, that's like really going back to the basics and honoring who you really are and who we really are as women. Women are creators. Mm -hmm. We give life. We give birth. We give ideas. Then men can like create this space, like safe space and container for us so we can feel safe and really rise. But they're not here to create. We are the creators, right? So it's so beautiful when we can create this harmony. And I know that, you know, one thing that my boyfriend said now, he was like, you know, when you say witch, some people still have this connotation of bad and evil and black and um, like hurting people and burning witches, you know, do you have people coming to you and, and still having this old beliefs? I occasionally will get the person who wants to, you know, put a Bible quote on one of my spell posts or something on Instagram, <laughs> but I, there's a really a growing community of like Christian witches and Catholic witches. Cause I think that it can coexist. You can be Catholic and be a witch or Christian and be a witch or whatever religion and still be a witch. Um, and you know, in my life, I haven't had anybody like come to me personally and be like, what you're doing is wrong. So that's my experience. And I feel really grateful for that. Cause I would probably be a little intimidated. I'm a cancer son, so I'm very soft. Like <laughs> I'm authentic, but my shell is quite soft. <laughs> mm, 
I love that. Thank you for sharing it. And you know, it's, it's, you're not attracting it because you're not sending it out there. You know, like your intention is to create a tribe that you can support. So for those women who really are listening to us right now and they're like, um, this really sounds good. This really resonates. I was playing with this idea. What, where would you tell them to start? Where would you tell them to start to start exploring that, you know, which inside of them or even just to seeing if it is for them? So for me, it started off with astrology and following the moon phases. And that was, you know, it's pretty basic, simple framework. And I actually have um, a membership. It's called Cosmic Babes. And it's teaching women how to work with the moon. And tonight we actually have the new moon in Virgo. So I'll teach you, you know, the basics of what it means and what it means for you specifically, how you can work with it. Because I found when I was starting to get into witchcraft, it's like really overwhelming. You start reading all these things and you're like, oh my gosh, I have to follow these rules for spells and like all these crystals and stuff. So my kind of like specialty is speaking to beginners, teaching them how to break things down and how to apply it to everyday life um, is where I think I really come through for a lot of people because so many like leaders in spirituality and witchcraft will use all these terms like step into your truth and speak your authenticity and you're like okay what does that mean like how do i actually do that <laughs> so i teach you how to do that i'll give you like concrete things you can actually do in your everyday life so long way to answer your question <laughs> following the moon phases and if you're interested joining cosmic babes where i will teach you how to do that in a simplified way that makes sense um and i also was a writer a few years ago so that's, um, I love writing out these workbooks. I think I'm pretty funny. I add some humor to it. I make it like lighthearted. I don't want to make it this serious thing because it should be something that's enjoyable and not overwhelming. And it should be accessible to everyone who wants to be a witch. I love that. That's so beautiful. And um, so when you're saying like learning about the moon phases, are you just talking about like doing the new moon and like uh, full moon rituals or applying it in any different ways in your everyday life? Yeah, so ba the, the basic way to start would be just following the new moon and the full moon. There's those two. Um, there's four like main moon phases, eight total moon phases, but just working even with the new and the full moon is something that's really powerful and it can carry you kind of through each month and give you a framework because there's the new and the full each month. So during the new moon, you can set your manifestations and really plan for what you want to do. And then you have about two weeks to focus on that. And then you'll get the full moon, which is all about releasing the things that are no longer serving you on your journey to your manifestations. Then you get a couple weeks to week with work with that. And then there's another new moon. So it's like a really nice framework that times it out and you can get to be more familiar with the astrology of each one as you go through and learn. And then of course, you know, there's the crystals you can add to each one and spells you can do, but just starting off learning about the moon because so much of the work that we do as witches is centered around the moon. You know, the moon is like the feminine energy in the sky. It's what a lot of us find our power with. I love it so much. You know, a uh, few weeks ago, I have a dear friend um, and uh, she was a speaker on my live event last year. Um, and G Sanchez, and she's also a quantum hypnosis practitioner. I was like, oh my gosh, I know you for over a year and I never did like past life regression with you. Like, I want to do it. Can we do it? I want to connect yeah. with, with my higher self. So I did a session with her and what came up for me was... Um, 
it, it was such a beautiful vision. Like it took me to the past lives, couple of them, but also what came up for me, it's who I really am here and who I really am here is this, it like three things that like came up for me was like really this um, angelic and moon, like these things like kept coming up for me. And I'm like, why moon? Why? And then I understood like the moon, it's the feminine part of me because most of my life I was in my masculine so I can stay safe right. so I can protect myself. And it's beautiful because I, after that session, I, I messaged like frantically my branding designer who is on my team. I was like, we got to change my branding. Like <laughs> I got to go more into angelic. I got to go more into moon. I got to be this like mother because mother moon and angel those three words were coming up for me and I saw myself as this figure this mother I don't have babies yet but this motherly figure to all the people who are ready to come and ascend so when you are sharing this it it really resonates with me you know because um this moon energy, when we learn to work and flow with it, we stop the resistance. And it's the resistance that keeps us making feel stuck in our life. So it's, it's so beautiful. So what would you say to the women, you know, because I, I, like I said, I love your story because with so many parts of that, I can really resonate. What would you say to the women who are still struggling with embracing their feminine, you know, who are still not really connected to their intuition and who they really are? What are some things they can do to start healing? The number one thing I think that most people can do is to start meditating. I know that it's hard and tedious in the beginning. I'm self-proclaimed not a great meditator still. It's hard to like sit still with your thoughts, um, but that's a really great way. And then you can add like touching your different chakras as you meditate, just really getting comfortable with touching your actual physical body. So meditating, I think is the like most accessible way to start getting into your feminine and with your intuition. I also love tarot. Um, that's been a really great tool for me and something that a lot of women have been interested in learning, working with. Another thing that again is like overwhelming. You're like, oh my God, there's 78 cards. How am I supposed to memorize all these? Um, but so much of tarot is intuitive. So it's really cool teaching women how to read tarot and you know, you can kind of look at a picture and get a sense of what it is. And that helps to connect you to your intuition too and like what it actually means. Mm, that's so beautiful. And I love that these things that you are sharing are so practical. It's so funny. I had a call this afternoon right before us with one of my clients. She was like, oh my gosh, you won't believe it what I start to do. I'm like, what? She's like meditating. I know that like <laughs> you've been talking about this and I heard it from the most successful people, but I just start doing it. And it's so fascinating because um, one thing that I want to bring up, like you said, like it's hard to just sit down with your thoughts yet. There many different ways of meditation and right. like when you say meditation what i think it's like me being with me like giving myself the time and for example meditation can be gardening meditation yeah. can be cooking or baking it can be reading it can be crafting something you know or playing with your uh, essential oils or crystals and looking at the tarot card so yes meditating can be sit down you know in a lotus position close your eyes and try not to think about what you're thinking about yeah. <laughs> good luck with that <laughs> Like with that, but it can be also like you being really present with whatever you're doing, even if it's like your morning coffee, even mm -hmm. if it's just like 
uh, preparing yourself beautiful bath, which I want to ask you, like, you got to share with us some rituals, you know, to tap <laughs> into your feminine. But it's, it's really like, yes, meditation can be challenging if you're trying to like wipe out your mind and connect with higher power. But it can be also beautiful if you listen to the music, if you repeat a mantra, if you are doing something that help you keep present. So I love that there are many different ways and that women can do it like right after they listen to this podcast. <laughs> oh yeah. I actually get a lot of like really good ideas in the shower too. Cause it's like, there's no other things coming in and you're just alone with your thoughts or connecting with water, which is like feminine energy. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, girl. Like you're my person. My shower, <laughs> it's filled with shower notes. Oh yeah. You know how many times I almost kill myself when I get, oh my God, this is such an amazing idea. Then I'm running out of the bath naked, you know, <laughs> like to write it down. My phone, it's all wet or my paper. So shower notes and it's like a million of ideas there. So now like people are tagging me with shower notes on their oh, stories awesome. because they always think of me. <laughs> People think of me in shower like shocker, right? Yeah. <laughs> but um, it's amazing. Like I love that you are saying it because I feel like intuitively, whether we realize it or not, we will be pulled into it. Like I'm pulled into the moon. I'm pulled to be in the shower. I, I love water. Like my boyfriend calls me mermolfin, which is mermaid and dolphin in one. I'm yeah. always in water. And my sign is um, like my sun sign, it's Taurus, but my moon sign, it's Pisces. So oh, my moon is Pisces too. Really? There yeah. you go. That's why we flow <laughs> together so well. I love it. Yeah. And it's it's just so beautiful when you are saying these things. I was like, oh my gosh, this makes sense. Of course. Of course I love moon. Of course I love water because you cannot never shut it down. You can never shut down who you really are. And that feeling inside of you that you are truly meant for more, it's because you are. You didn't come here to be surviving and to people, please. You came here to be the beautiful expression of yourself. So I love it. I'm, I, I, I love that we are like bought like shower babies. Love <laughs> it. <laughs> oh my goodness. So please, Sam, share with us some of the rituals or like some of the, like, I don't know if like pot or crystals or something, what can we do to reconnect with our feminine? So going back to working with moon phases, which I think, again, is just like a really good structure for anyone who's looking to do this um, on the new moon. A really great thing to do is to write down anything that you are wanting to manifest into your life. So you can um, write it down, put that note outside in the moonlight or on a windowsill that has moonlight. And then something extra that I like to do is to pick out a crystal, maybe that corresponds with what you're manifesting, or if you don't have very many crystals, just whatever you have around, put it on top of that note to charge it under the moonlight. And then for the next lunar cycle or whenever you're doing something that kind of corresponds with what you're trying to manifest, keeping that close to you, so in your pocket or holding it, um, that's a really great way. And then for the full moon, the basic full moon ritual would be burning something to release because when the moon is full, it's fully lit up and a full moon is like a giant spotlight in the sky. So a full moon is going to shine its light on what is not working in your life, which is why for a lot of people, moons bring out like kind of crazy energy because it's like, oh my gosh, people realize things aren't working or they're just like feeling all crazy and they don't know why. So with the full moon shining a light on things that aren't working, when it's lit up, it also has the most energy available for us to work with. So 
when we have all this positive energy, it's easy, well, it's not easy. Um, it makes sense to use that to release because releasing is really hard. Forgiving is really hard. So we have all this support from the moon, which is why I like to release with the full moon because that's when you have the most support and energy from the moon to do the hardest thing. Manifesting, it's fun. It's fun to write a list and to, you know, imagine yourself making all this money and having a happy life. And, you know, the moon is, is dark. It's not very lit up. I feel like we don't really need that much help there. Like we can do that ourselves often. And then with the full moon though, it's the hard thing. So we have all the support. So you write out a list of the things that you want to let go and then you can burn it and kind of scatter your ashes into the wind. Um, that's what I like to do. Don't burn your house down, please. Don't say <laughs> you say to burn it on my backyard and then oh, my house. Fire burns safe bowl. Fire safe bowl. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Scatter the ashes. So beautiful. Yeah. Or do it in the bath and then you just can. You know, That's what I told my grandma, you know, I told her to write on full moon forgiveness list because she was keeping up on all some things, old things. So it was so cute. Like I, I'm not there. She's in Czech Republic. I cannot go and see her either right now, Sam. So I feel you by, you know, missing your family. Yeah. Um, but I told her to write forgiveness letter and burn it in, um, not bathtub, but I told her in like a sink. So imagine like my old Grammy, like burning up the leathers. It's just, it was hilarious just to think about it. So I love this so much. So do you have any daily rituals that are keeping you grounded and centered that you wouldn't skip no matter what, if you're in California or in Canada? Yeah, I actually have a coffee ritual that I do. And oh, I don't have a spoon with me right now. I have my coffee that I've been drinking. Um, but this is something that I share on Instagram a lot that's really popular. People love it. I call it the coffee spell. Mm -hmm. So it's just a really simple thing you can do to set your intention for the day. And you can do it with tea or with any other drink. I'm just like a caffeineaholic. So um, you take your cup and then in witchcraft, you stir, oh gosh, right ways to bring things into your um into your life and then left to like remove things. So what I do is I get my coffee and I get my spoon and I think about my intentions for the day mm -hmm. and I stir three times to bring those into my life. And then I seal it with a pentagram. So just drawing a star. And then when you drink your coffee, you're, you know, you're drinking your intentions, you're putting them into your body or, or whatever drink it is. Um, so that's something that I like to do to really keep me grounded. And then another thing that I do is I pull a tarot card every day or an Oracle card just for some guidance. Um, I do it either in the morning or at night. It doesn't have to be at a specific time. Um, but I find that it's very often like relevant to what I am going through and, and really helpful. I love these. And I am like writing here frantically. I was like, oh my goodness, I will be doing my morning. I, I do like a smoothie. I, I gave up on coffee, you know, so no coffee holic anymore here. <laughs> it's so funny because like, it's really just mental. We really don't need it. And our body leaves because it, that would be like different conversation, but yeah. I just, we, we started to drink like a, a mushrooms, you know, like oh, yeah. lions and ashwagandha and reishi and chaga. So I do mix with uh, toffee stevia and it's delicious. So that's our morning drink. So I'll be just like staring and thinking yeah. about you. Are there any books that you would recommend to start with? If women are curious, keep in mind beginners that yes. they have no idea and don't want to get overwhelmed. So that would be like your kind of people. Yeah. What would you tell them? Like, are there any books or anything they can just start with if they're curious? 
Yeah, so my account has like tons of information um, all about beginner witchcraft. Uh, books, there's a book called Inner Witch by Gabriella Hurstick, which is a really good beginner's book for witchcraft. For astrology, uh, I like, there's a book called Moonology. It's by Yasmin Boland, hmm. which is really good about breaking down the phases of the moon. And then there's one other, it's a really big book called The Only Astrology Book You'll Ever Need. <laughs> I was looking, it's in my wish list. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's not one that you're going to like sit down and read front to back. That's definitely more of a reference book, um, but it is helpful if you're wondering about specific things. Wow. Amazing. Yes. It's so funny because it is in my wish list. I was like, I would like to learn about it, but is it really a priority if I have another 30 books that are in my bookshelf yeah, right yeah. now? So it's funny, last, was it last week or a couple of weeks ago, I bought the book Witch, you know, it's like oh, the yeah. book Witch. Lisa Lister. Like, yes, yes. I was so curious about it. I was like, let me get that. And I'm finishing the, what is it called? The, oh my gosh, the goddess book. It's about the evolution of the goddess. Oh, I have that too. Yeah. Yes. Yep, of course. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm finishing up that one. So it's so beautiful. Um, one last question, Sam. I wanted to ask you, what is the one thing you want the woman to know who are still at the beginning of their journey to tapping into trusting themselves? What, is, what do you want her to know? Um, that you are powerful and you already know the answers. Yeah, oh I will play this episode to my friend that I met today for lunch because she was like, what keeps coming up for me is that I know all the answers. I was like, yep, so I'm just confirmed that. Yeah, like I, I remember when I was going through like healing from an eating disorder and really kind of stepping into spirituality and who I was, it, it didn't feel like I was taking all of this on. It felt like the further I got into my journey, I was just taking something off, you know, taking off all these layers to actually get to who I was because it was always there and I always knew the answers, but it's like all these other things that you've taken on from other people in the world and these false stories, you know, your, your parents' stories and all these beliefs that you wear and then they hide what's actually underneath. So it's, it's a hard journey taking all that off and then exposing yourself and trying to feel okay with that. So beautiful. Yeah. Thank you for the reminder because sometimes we feel like I'm so busy. I'm so overwhelmed. I cannot take one more thing, but it's not about taking on. It's really releasing and removing what doesn't serve you anymore and what you don't need anymore. So it's so beautiful. Thank you. Um, Sam, for those who want to connect with you on a deeper level, I know I mentioned I've been stalking you on Instagram. Your account is amazing and super, so much value there. So thank you so much for that. Is there any other place that you would love to hang out with people online? I have my website, which by the time this is out, it's probably, it will be changed to Sam the Cosmic Witch, which is my same um, Instagram account. So those are my two main places. Instagram is the main place that I hang out and that I'm pretty much at all day. <laughs> yep. Me too. I was just telling my boyfriend, I was like, I will have to probably like set the times because like there's so many connections going on that I can just be glued with my phone. I was like, what? I did. I downloaded TikTok. I have an account also Sam the Cosmic Witch, but <laughs> I'm still learning. You know, I'm 31. I'm a little, you know, I'm not a 16 year old TikToker. <laughs> I am. I'm, I'm a 36. So girl, <laughs> 
plenty of time to learn whatever we want to learn and also i truly believe that we gotta stay with what lights us up you know like new things are really great and staying like keeping up with the joneses but i also believe when if we build something if something is working let's do that so i love instagram and that's also where we connected that's where we will stay connected sam thank you so much for your time and for everything you're doing it's really magical (laughs) Thank you so much for having me on. This is a really great conversation. 